Scott Perry is one of the co-founders of Motion Fitness Group based out of Irvine, California. From experience, this is one of the most challenging yet exciting workouts you'll ever have the pleasure of pushing through. I highly recommend checking out the gym. In addition to the gym, we talked about music, movement, community, what it means to be a healthy human being, the obesity epidemic, raising good children, being mindful, pushing yourself, discipline, and balance. Scott is a one-of-a-kind human being, and I appreciate the difference he actively makes in our community. He truly cares about bettering people's lives. I hope you enjoy our conversation and gain something from it. Keynote, when you wake up every day, what are you doing for yourself and for your family? Community-based approach, and then just the fact that I'm obsessed with electronic music too. So every time I'm walking up to the building, you hear almost that rave bass, and I'm like, let's get it. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, Have you always had a like for electronic music? You know, it started, I would say, sophomore year in high school. Okay. So growing up, my dad always played Metallica, Iron Maiden. Okay. On my so mom's side. Metal. Yeah, have, on my mom's side, it was country. Okay. And I had a pretty diverse like background with music, just hearing different things. And it wasn't until high school where there was me and my buddy Trent, um, shout out to Devin Creo, was two grades above us. He was making us mix CDs. Okay, of course. And burning the CDs, literally absolutely. Literally burning the CD, and yep. we were playing this stuff. Lime and it was old Skrillex okay. and dot .com and stuff like that. Okay, before it became Marshmallow. <laughs> exactly, and uh -huh. it was just a sound that I've never heard before. And I fell in love with not just the party scene behind it, but just throwing it in the car and just feeling the beat. It, it was different, but I feel like the my bass and hearing all those different sounds kind of opened up my mind to music. Yeah. And now when you hear dubstep and future bass, yeah, it's almost elements of that Iron Maiden or Slayer, like the heavy metal mixed mm. with a hip hop beat. Because if you hear like Excision talk about how he makes music... It's literally a combination of that heavy metal sound, the thrashiness of it, but with that dun, 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 dun. Like if you're dancing a dubstep, okay. you're just going back and forth with it. All right. But Very cool. Yeah, what about you with music? I, I, I loved hip-hop growing up. Like I'm a big like Tupac, Eminem, you know, even, you know, thought it was hard listening to dub NWA <laughs> when I was in high school and yeah, yeah. growing up in Irvine and... I think NWA, all that was like more uh, more junior high, more like 7th and 8th grade. But my parents were really big into um, freedom to express, but also freedom to to listen as well. As long as it wasn't destructive, like as long as I was, wasn't doing the things that Eminem said and, in, in, you know, in... And real some shady or stand or whatever the yeah, you know, yeah, song. Yeah. but as long as it, it, um, then you know they were totally open to it. That's they a beautiful like, thing. So yeah. they weren't judgmental as long no. as you were just observing it, treating it as the art form it is, and not doing all the destructive stuff. That's cool. Your parents sound cool. I remember, yeah, a, a time when I probably I, th I think it was like eighth grade when um, Ice Cube came out with a song with N.W.A. and it was just talking about ass and and drinking and all that my mom goes oh okay this is interesting like all right 
And no was, way, and, just and, like and, that? Yeah, and, and I had to ask her what, I don't know, like a sex term was because I didn't know what it was. I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, you really want me to tell you what that means? So she told me what it means. I'm like, oh. So I'm listening to this kind of music, and I, I didn't know what it was. But it was just kind of a, a testament to my parents and, and how they kind of let me find my way. That's so cool. Yeah, so it was very cool. And you were born and raised in Irvine, you yeah. said? Yeah, I was, I was born in Torrance. I li lived there for about four years. Mm -hmm. I don't rem really remember much. Um, and then moved to Oceanside for about a year and a half, two years, and then moved to Irvine when I was about seven. Cool. So I've been in Irvine, I'm 39 now, uh, 32 years. Fast forward, motion yeah. fitness yeah. in Irvine. That's right. Coming man. up on five years five this years. July. That's right. Incredible. So, yeah, in one month. So... Were there any connections when you finally sp scoped out a location in Irvine? You're like, wow, I've been here since I was seven years old. And here I am fulfilling my dreams and providing this community-based fitness approach, changing a lot of people's lives. Just that's your, your hub. That's your home. Yeah. Yeah. Th there are some times where I'll drive down a street that I, you know, used to not not drive down my buddy would drive me down because he would have the license first you know when i was 16 17 i did my license i didn't have my license when i was 18. so there would be there <laughs> one would be, of those guys yeah well <laughs> my, my parents i got bad grades so they said We're not, you can't get your license so you get good grades i said all right well can i say can i curse on this podcast yeah of course all right, cool. <laughs> so i was like well fuck it i'll just wait till i'm you know 18. so that's when i got my license when i was 18. and uh so you know driving down like campus when you know, the only thing that was on campus was UCI to the left and in and out and then Ray's Pizza and, and just a few um, restaurants. And, you know, now driving down it, you know, UCI is gigantic and the UCI Town Center has a bunch of different restaurants. And, you know, and I drive, you know, towards Jamboree and we can see motion there. And I'm just, yeah, I, get, I do get really proud and but i have to stop myself because things are moving so fast and go like okay hold on a sec like you own you know with three other partners of pretty successful fitness business in kind of a saturated market in orange county right orange county is one of the fittest counties in the united states i think it's like top 10. i think last time i looked it was top no five. shit grant could you look that up i'm curious top five i think well, the service that you guys provide, in my experience, being into fitness and trying to do my best to take care of myself, you guys have such a unique place. The, the feeling when I'm kind of suiting up, it's almost, it reminds me of high school sports, mm -hmm. college sports, because it's not just a trip to the regular gym where you're working out by yourself. You know, you, you can get yourself so hyped, let's say, with pre-workout and your goals motion fitness is different it feels like i'm suiting up for war sometimes and that's the mindset i put myself in because i want i want to get the most out of class for one but just showing up seeing you and the other trainers and how you guys push us it's it's for you of course you're working out for yourself but that community feel mm -hmm. it's unique so you feel so something in the, different. In, you, in you feel something different. So the fact that the market's saturated, it makes total sense that you guys are cutting through and building and expanding because it's truly unique. And your, you. your personalities, all the different trainers, 
sometimes you'll find yourself selecting class based on like, oh, I want to have a class with Scott today. I want to have a class with Ryan today or Amy today, you know? Mm-hmm. And then knowing that you're always going to get good music selection. I'm curious if you guys pre-select or ask questions as part of the hiring process of what type of music are you into? Are you able to put together a cool playlist and not only run the class and provide these motivational cues, but have a great base and fitness, knowing your body, knowing the technique, but then almost being a DJ too. Yeah. Like it's all there. I, I think when, so when we started this, Ryan Hall, my wife, Mary Beth and Kenny Nguyen, and we started this in uh, 2017. We, uh, for me, I, I didn't know that it would morph into this. You know, we, now we, we call ourselves enter trainers, not group trainers or entertainers, but enter trainers because we are entertaining 50, 60, you know, 70 people last Saturday of class. And to do that, you have to, number one, provide a good workout, right? They're there to, to get it, to get the workout in. Um, and number two, be entertained. And so kind of to answer your question, like music is so important. Are we, are we fully on? We're ready to rock and roll. Oh, we're just going with it. Yeah. We're just flowing. I love it. Um, you know, music is one of our pillars, music, movement, community, and music is so important to us. Um, so, so, you know, we, we really thrive on like EDM music, house music, like underground house, things that haven't come out yet, remixes, hip hop. Um, and, you know, music provokes a feeling in people. It makes people happy, excited. It makes people sad also too. And, um, you know, maybe there's times where we'll, we'll play a song and it will have somebody go into their head and they don't want to do burpees. They just did 48 minutes of torture and we say, okay guys, you know, there's two minutes left. Anybody want to join in on burpees? And then we put some, you know, you know, 300 violin with Drake in the back and, you know, he's rapping and like, oh damn, okay. Yeah, I love right. how you always pose that at the end too. You give people the opportunity to put that extra work in, so it's not for it's not from a, like a forceful nature. You're like, hey, th- there's two minutes left. Feel free to do burpees if you want. And then we, like you said, 48 minutes of hell pushing yourself. You have that internal conversation, and you're like, are you gonna bitch out? Or are you gonna do burpees? Yeah. Are you gonna really give it your all? You think. You think you have nothing left in the tank, yep. but it's weird when you see that finish line and you know there's only 120 seconds left. Yep, you can you can get a little bit more out of yourself, and not and, and even on top of that, like we know there's some people like you or other people in class that will choose to do those burpees in the last two minutes. So we'll call out Zach. Let's go. We, we got two minutes left. Burpees. Who's gonna join Zach? Right. So I didn't say who's gonna do burpees in two minutes. I said who's gonna join you. It's an element of the community-based fitness right. approach. I can't leave Zach hanging. And now you got, you know, Abby and Daniel and Mary Beth and whatever. People jumping in. Oh, you know, and then you're calling out their name. Mm-hmm. They feel seen. The community just grew. Now those four turn into eight. Eight turn into 20. Now we got half the class doing burpees. Yeah. Speaking of names, how in the hell do you guys remember everyone's names? Because that is another element of motion that's crazy. Yeah. You come in, 
if someone's new, you guys are very good about recognizing that new face. You'll come up, do your best to learn the name, and then you pop in the next time. And as you're walking in the door, you guys are calling out the names. Yeah. And from being the customer there, that's really cool. But myself being someone that is really bad with names, have you always been able to remember names? Or do you guys actually have that as part of your business strategy? Like, hey, you guys are supposed to do your best in remembering clients' names coming in and out the door. So you, you said that you, you got this feeling of, uh, they know my name. Like, I'm important, right? Somebody once said that hearing your name is the sweetest sound that you'll hear. So it is like our top five, you know, Tenants. up there. Yeah, like knowing somebody's name um, is, 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 is up there with, with making sure someone can do a squat properly, with making sure you have your music curated, like knowing someone's name. So again, we have a class of 60 people. We'll know everyone's name in there. And the way that we do it is, so I met Grant right now. Grant, I said, you know, I, 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 I associated that with Grant that. Ulysses, right? And then he's wearing a mask today. I know another Grant in Costa Mesa who's a friend of mine. And you said you can call him Jamie, right, from Joe Rogan. So now Grant's like... And he's been with your production company for what, eight years, you said? Yeah, how long is it? 10 years? I'd say about nine years. Uh, okay, right in the middle there. Yeah. Wait, so that's really cool. You have a strategy, like an actual practice of remembering names. Yeah, the word is, yeah. So you, you associate it, you try to plug it into different, so it gets legs in your brain. You're Zach Bush to me. Zach Bush is the, you know, the guy that, that's going around and promoting, you know, proper. Um, you know, Earth. You know Zach Bush? No. Okay, you got to follow him. He's um, he's a biologist slash everything that is trying to make this Earth better, and he's been on Aubrey Marcus podcast. I don't know if you've been on oh, Jordan, cool. but he um, pull that up, Grant. Yeah, Zach Bush. He's so, and you kind of have this this easy, um, you know, persona of you, and he talks just like that too, and he's so well educated. Look somebody in the eye when they're talking. This guy right here. Whoa. He is, he, I mean. It, Zach it, Bush, MD. Shout out Zach Bush. He's That's the man. Awesome. He, he's trying to, he's trying to get us out of this, you know, fast food, do five things at once. You have to hold yourself, you know, do, I, I don't have to hold myself accountable kind of mentality of like, okay, no, no. Food comes from the earth is take care of the earth. Relationships are important. Admit when you're wrong. It's really yeah. those simple things. If, you, yeah. if you're able to hone in and reduce some of the clutter. Most of the clutter. Like in your experience, you can, you can find true happiness in just getting your diet right, a little, a little exercise, honing in on your relationships, not having too much clutter. Uh, yeah. But as it's a business a owner, though, how, I, I find that challenge quite a bit. I'm sure a lot of people do. The, the modern age, the hustle and bustle, the go after and get it. Don't sit on your ass. Yep, the whole Gary V mentality, work yeah. 18 hours a day, yeah. Which, it has its place. I think it, it produces some benefits, but I'm a true believer in balance. I don't know about you. So, like, I respect David Goggins, for example, but sometimes if your clock's turned on 100%, that crazy mentality all the time, I mean, maybe it works for some. It works for him. Personally, it would never work. I, I need... To go to motion, absolutely kick my ass, and then 
go have a nice meal, kick your feet up, relax at the beach, and have that balance, right? Yeah. I think too much in one direction is no good. You sit on the couch too much with a poor diet, you'll see the physical consequences and you'll feel the mental consequences. But on the flip side, let's say you're addicted to working out and you, you don't know a lot about rest and recovery, you can kind of have sil- similar elements and build on happiness of not being content with yourself. Like people are addicted to working out. Yeah. I mean, again, no like disregard to Gary Vee or even like David Goggins. Like I respect the shit out of those two. Like I watch both of their stuff all the time and, and I'm learning from them all the time. Um, but um, everyone's different, right? Like what you just said. I'm finding more now, you know, being one of the owners of, of um, a, a fast-paced business, um, that unplugging. So when what we do is not only are we plugged in, right? So we teach a 50-minute class, and we got to make sure we keep the timing right. People know where they're going. They have proper form. We're curating music to a certain feeling of the class. So like this morning I played like EDM half of my class and then I felt like, damn, today's more like a hip hop day. Nice. And then I just went, I went to like some old school hip hop. And um, so that, you know, so there's, there's a bunch of things going on at one time. We're plugged in and then people are plugged into us. So we have 60 people, like my therapist states it as like, you have 60 people that have attached to you in one hour. They have like a, like a, a hook in you and their energy is now connected to your energy, right? Okay, so 50 minutes, I just depleted myself in a, in a voluntary loving way. Like I wanted to do that and now you have 60 people's energy and the owners and, and the trainers actually talk about it Sometimes, you know, someone will come in and uh, and their dad just died the night before, right? And they're telling us five minutes before class, hey, what's going on? How are you? I'm not feeling too good. You know, my, my, my dad just, just passed away. And you have to be empathetic. And now you have four minutes and 30 seconds before the class just start is about to start. And you have 40 other people walking in and then someone else is coming in. And did you see what I posted last, yes, last night oh, on Instagram? The, the meal that your, that your wife cooked, man, it was bomb. What was that thing? There was um, an ingredient. Um, it was not rosemary, but so you're <laughs> oh, like, geez. oh shit, right? So it's that constantly if you teach, teach in one class. And most of our trainers and, and us teach two or three classes back to back. So 120, so, 180 people. Yeah. That's wild. And I so, wanted to ask you how at 5.30 a.m., so you've already been up for an hour, I'm assuming, you're always turned on and tuned in. And I, I mean, you're a human being who has good and bad days. But since, like you just said, you're sharing that energy with 60 other humans and they are paying to come get a good workout, but to hear your voice over the mic, they, they can sense certain things, right? If you've ever like had a day that you're like, I really don't want to get out of bed right now, but I got to go, I got to go take care of 60 people. Yeah. Yeah. What are those internal conversations like? Do you have any 
mechanisms that you use that other people could use when you don't feel like it? Yeah, just listen to David Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> or, I that'll, mean, uh, that'll get you up. Yeah, or Tony Robbins or, or, or any of these guys. So uh, I bring up their names because I, I have been subscribed to um, these people that um, right now I'm, I'm, I'm listening to um, um, Napoleon Hill right now and him talking about mindset and, um, yeah, so th there are some things. So when, like when my alarm goes off at 4 or 4 or 5, of course I'm tired. My beautiful wife is right next to me. There's a warm bed. The sun's not up. The birds haven't even started chirping yet. I get out of bed. The bed, the bed is nice, man. Um, but I get out of bed because um, there's something greater that I'm trying to achieve. And that is... Um, Number one, I have three people in the house that I need to to feed. My daughter, my stepson, and my wife and our dog. So there's four. <laughs> All right. So you, you, that's like that's like my, my number one motivation. Like you get okay, Scott. You're gonna now wake up at one a.m. for the rest of the okay, no problem. All right. No. Okay. Now I need you to wake up at two, okay. No. Like there's not even there's no question. Uh, that that's my number one motivation. Um. And then it's the people that are waking up also, right? We've all, the trainers uh, that, that I'm associated with, we've all taught a class of one, there's been one person. And we've taught a class where there's been 60. It's all the same. The one person that got up, we're going to come and show up for you. And we're going to give it our best. Now, there would be times where we didn't. We probably could have given it our better or we've maybe had, you know, not the best attitude or we're human. But whether it's one or there's 60, those people are waiting for us. And you never know what they've gone through. They could have had a shitty night before where they've gotten into a fight with their spouse or something's going on at home or they're going through a divorce or something's going on with their children. Their kid just relapsed on drugs. But they need that time they don't get that time they're going to spiral down or they're going to have a, something else that's going to happen to them so there's there's uh, you there's know there's multiple reasons yeah and those are big reasons yeah man, to get out of bed get out of bed like just wake up put your feet on the ground and you know one thing one of my mentors told me about 15 years ago is when he gets out of bed the first thing he says is thank you very much thank you very much thank you very much and he just keeps repeating that because what he's doing is he's overriding the negative thoughts that's coming into his brain. I got boogers in my eyes. I don't want to get up. My breath stinks. <laughs> There's a warm bed. Right? I, I can call somebody. They can teach the class. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Practicing that, the gratitude. That's right. I think that's so beautiful, the fact that you said it's family first is what gets you out of the bed. Because that, by definition, is anti-selfish, which even births the opportunity that you can help run a business like you do because it's you giving yourself and time to other human beings in the same room. And I think that's a good baseline to start is every day I try to live by these tenets too. What are you doing for yourself and your family? So if you can focus on that, a lot of decisions thereafter, if you're filtering it through what am I doing for my family and for myself, 
you can kind of guide your decision making in a good direction. So you wake up out of bed and that's the first line of, of thought. And then that other people are counting on you because you're a leader. You're literally a leader in the community. And another note, the fact that you, I'm assuming, love what you do mm-hmm. gets you out of bed. Yeah. And there's so many folks, even people taking the class, right, that don't have the opportunity to have that career and motivation to get out of bed to go to their job or to their career. Yeah. Because so many of us are plugged in and having to pay the bills. That's a blessing, right, to be able to love what you do. Yeah. And that vibe, that notion is definitely picked up there. You guys are all very passionate. And Thank you. It's, Thank you. It's incredible. I wanted to ask, I, I wrote it down while you were saying it, the what were you calling it the entertainment inner entertainer entertainer so this was actually something that i wanted to post to you what is that like kind of being that celebrity in the room because sometimes you, you called it entertainer there's a feeling that you guys have this community now that are drawn to you and everyone after class kind of wants to come up and just connect with you there's a feeling of being a celebrity in the community. Have you ever thought about that or got that feeling when people are posing all these different things to you and pouring their heart out and you're having to balance all of it and talk about spices to death to a fight with the spot, whatever it may be. You guys are plugged into all these people. Yeah. Is it, is it kind of weird? Do you ever feel like you're a Hollywood celebrity sometimes? <laughs> I think I, I I would, if I said no to you, like, oh no, I don't feel like a celebrity, or no, that doesn't feel, like I'd be lying to you. Like, yeah, there is an element of, okay, you're the guy or girl that's everyone's paying attention to, and it feels really fucking good. It feels awesome, right? People, oh, oh can you send me your playlist? Like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> like, um, you know, how, how was your your weekend? I saw that you guys. You know, we're hanging out with some friends. You went down the water slide and like people are, um, um, they're, um, they want to know, you know, about you and about your life. And it, it feels really good. Um, but yeah, it can definitely get overwhelming for sure. But you guys seem but very think, humble too. Yeah, I was going to say. Not, it's it, not like you're being that brash, awkward celebrity. Like no, nothing's changed. I'm just curious as before motion, I mean, I don't know what career, what life was like in your early adulthood prior to then, but then getting that famous stardom type deal. Yeah. Have you had to have those conversations like, whoa, this is kind of weird, like internally? Yeah, I think um, at motion, we really push the, it's about the clients, it's about the members, it's about the person in front of you, it's not about us. Even though everybody's looking at us, we're celebrating the person on the treadmill that's running at seven when they were walking when they first started. We're celebrating somebody that lost, you know, 22 pounds or someone that could hold a plank for 30 seconds on their feet when they couldn't do their on their knees. So we're constantly, the owners, the trainers, we're constantly talking about um, the members and like, tell us a success story or just like reminding ourselves that it is about them. Because there are some gyms that, or, or fitness studios that 
the the trainer is you know taking it all in and you can see that and it's a for me it's a turn off and it's something that we didn't want to ever bring into motion I'm not saying that it's wrong you know um but then there's not that relatability and that like we're the same um even though I'm leading you type of feeling you know I we never wanted this like separation of like when we're done okay don't talk to me like I, you know I, I'm the shit I just kill the 50 minute class obviously there's 60 people in here we're doing better than this gym over here they only have 30 people we don't think that no you guys stay after and we'll high five talk to people that come up you're not running to the back so that's that's all part of like the uniqueness of it right yeah just to shift gears real quick so grant can you pull up that article for the healthiest counties we posed this question earlier. So we've got Boulder at number one. Orange County is number two. Number two. When was this written, Grant? What's the date on it? 2022. Wow. Dang, number two. Number two. And then I think Utah's up there. I think it's in like the top ten. So let's get into this. And it kind of ties into what you were talking about with health and wellness and Zach, what's his last name? The other individual, Zach Bush, Zach Uh Bush. Like what the ingredients are to create a healthier community, healthier state, healthier Mm -hmm. nation. Cause the obesity epidemic, it's tragic. I'm sure you guys spend a lot of time thinking about it. You go about your daily lives and you see fit people and you see unfit people And you have the code, right? You have the cure, let's say, in your brain. Like, you know how you can help these folks. But it's a matter of education. It's a matter of resources, money, like all of these different things. Like, there's a reason why Boulder and Orange County are some of the the fittest folks, right? But then on the flip side, we kind of know what's good and what's not good. But I want your opinion on observing our nation and our leaders from what I've seen, they're, they're kind of placating towards making it more accepting. Not that we shouldn't love and accept all people, but people slowly killing themselves, doing harm over time, making fitness standards less stringent. Just, you know, you can't judge people. Like everyone has to be comfortable in their, their own skin, obese or not. And I don't necessarily agree with that. And please, I, I know only say what you could say. I don't want to. Uh, I don't here. want you. You guys are fat shaming. And I'm yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. And people, know this, people know yeah, this about just, me. We're not here to fat shame. We're here to talk openly about facts and how we perceive them. And I just, I don't like when I see people slowly killing themselves. And the fact that with discipline and education, We've got YouTube. We have the internet. Like you can, you can find these resources. You don't even necessarily need a motion. You could, you need your garage, maybe a couple of water bottles. And you don't need anything. Yeah. So that was a long-winded question, but for one, so what what are those elements that you perceive kind of lead to a healthy individual and starting off at a baseline and then maybe like increasing your capacity over time? Yeah. And then for two. Do you also perceive our leaders are kind of not not giving the best messaging? 
yeah. for what you know to be true, right? Yeah, let's, let's get down and dirty, right? When COVID happened, were they talking about promoting health? Were they talking about exercise? Were they talking about healthy eating? Were they talking about connecting with somebody else because they know that's important to our minds, which is probably more important than our bodies, some can argue. And it was the opposite of that. It was opposite. It was told to... Yeah, stay inside. Stay by yourself. Yeah, stay inside. Put on a mask. Don't strengthen your immune system. I, I get it. During certain time, there was, you know, like we didn't know, right? And and we and we were listening to what was being passed down. But as time went on, it was like, no, you need to be outside, fresh air. Vitamin D is outside. It's coming from the sun. You need vitamin D. You need to exercise. And what I mean by exercise is... is you need to do something that is semi-strenuous, semi-difficult, that has some resistance to it. Going for a walk is better than not going for a walk, but get out of breath. Stress your heart in a positive way so it strengthens blood flow, so it builds you know, neuroreceptors in your mind, so it, it builds confidence in yourself. Like, wow, I just did that. Okay, maybe next time I'll go hundred more steps. I mean, there's all these positive benefits to that, right? So I think that for sure what's getting passed down is not the message that I would give. You know, you look on, you know, every street corner, there's fast food. Don't get me wrong. I like my fast food sometimes. But, uh, but sometimes, sometimes, that's the key word, sometimes. And my wife's going to watch this and she's going to say, you like it more than sometimes. <laughs> No, but um, but but if you, if you're repeating something over and over, that's increasing inflammation. That's where disease comes in. So if you're doing it every once in a while, we can get to that kind of balance in life, right? I'm, I'm bi definitely big on balance. I think that um, it's you just got to go back to the basics. I think that that we're making it way too complicating with different diets and plans. And yes, everybody's bodies are different, but generally speaking. We know that vegetables are healthy for us. Eat vets our kids eat vegetables at our house. They eat vegetable with dinner and they kinda have to. Like, no, you're gonna eat this because it's healthy for you. Well, I, I don't like broccoli um um raw. Okay, then we'll steam it, no problem. Okay, I like it that way. Can I dip it in hummus? Absolutely, you can dip it in the healthy fat. <laughs> right? So they're eating it in, in you know, in a different way. Um we know that healthy proteins are good for you. We know that, you know, non-processed foods, just the basic stuff. Basic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Drinking water, right? Drink half of your body weight in ounces, right? I try to drink about 100 ounces a day, flush out toxins. Hydration is, is a huge thing. I drink alkaline water most of my day, which helps me stay in, in less of a diseased state, in less of an acidic state. So there's things that I do for sure that keep me in a, in a healthier way. Yeah. And the fast food, it's hard because you were describing educating the next generation, right? Your kids on what are good and bad food choices. The problem is so many people don't have that, right? And I'm not sure what your physique was like when you were a kid or if your parents also practiced healthy eating. Mine did not. So I was a very obese kid. Mm. I was chubby. Okay. And like my parents are great people. My mom's side came from a Southern family, lots of fats, sugar, fried foods. And my dad's side was 
very, not my grandpa, not, not even my grandma, but my dad, kind of a, a glutton, and would reward Seconds yeah, or would reward me with extra food for having a good football game. Uh, so if I had a good football game, I literally remember I can get a whole pizza to myself. So I remember to being on the line in that three-point stance, just ready to cream the guy in front of me. And there was times where I had that thought, I'm going to get a whole pizza or extra food after the game. So wow. the point being that programming the next generation, yeah. young kids, young adults who don't have the wherewithal to make those decisions yet, yeah. it starts then with you have to teach the parents to maybe plug into their kids to help train that decision over 100%. time. But let's say the parents <laughs> are know. even flawed and they don't know. And then you have corporations that identify a community, a lower income community, let's say, and that's where McDonald's are plugged in, Burger King are plugged in. Because just like with gym selection for what's going to be the next expansion for motion, you make that market analysis and be like, my McDonald's will perform here. It won't perform in Newport Coast. And that's that's so weird. There's so many of these elements where yeah. I think the solution would be to educate what's good and what's bad and to realize that what's good is not always going to be a double cheeseburger, like taste. No. Not to say you can't make the best, healthiest version of a double cheeseburger. Totally. But you have to realize you have to reprogram humans' brains when driving by a McDonald's which sign was developed to invoke certain feelings for you to pull into that drive-thru, that the actual product, the contents that you're about to receive, isn't good for you if you consume it every day or even every other day or maybe even once a week, And right? There's debates on that. But realizing that those healthy proteins, those vegetables... Um, fruit, realized fruit, fruits, absolutely. Uh-huh. the fat, the fat challenge in America that in order to mass produce and produce the amount of food we need to feed our populace with the foods that we're, con- we're consuming, soybean oil, all of these different plant oils, but like, wait, now we're finding out they're not good for you. You should be doing olive oil, avocado oil, even fats. Have you heard about the the sugar companies back in the day paying off scientists for heart disease, all those, the research that came out, I think in like the fifties and sixties, it's red meat, it's animal fat. That's what's killing you. It's not processed carbs and it's not sugar. And there was a heavy corporate binding behind that, which programmed our food pyramid. And I don't know about you, but growing up, I remember being like low fat milk, right? less butter um but oh this super processed bread that is manipulated and has low calories but all this crazy shit in it that's okay as long as it's low calorie low fat to where now it's like no fats and a fuel it's a nutrient yeah that is actually sustains longer than a a fast burning sugar piece of glucose yep so the point being all of these little points of how you should train your decision making and choosing food and exercise it's a lot it is a lot and it if is. the school if the parent isn't teaching it then do we want the school to teach it do we want 
better community outreach programs where it's like, okay, individuals in the United States aren't taking accountability and programming the next generation to be healthy. So then does it fall into a, a government assistance program where they go into schools and with our tax dollars are helping train that type stuff? I don't really know. I, I All I know is that we're a lot less physically and mentally healthy than other nations. Maybe not Orange County and Boulder, but... But in California, for sure. Yeah, the, the nation at large. In 2011, California had less than 30% people obese. Now it's like 40% or higher. And California was one of the last states with Colorado to climb over 30%. But in the Midwest and the South, I mean, they were... In 2011, there was 40% or higher that were obese. So it, it just continues. I remember cereal, right? They always have cereal in the yeah. morning time. Breakfast, Bread. most yep. important meal of the day. No cereal. fasting. Um, I, I think it starts, man, you know, when you say government, that just makes me like, because who controls, I mean, who controls government? Fast food, the sugar industry. The, um, so there's no incentive is what you're saying yeah, for them right now. To there's even. no incentive. And <sighs> I think that there needs to be an incentive for people. So I don't know if this is going to sound bad, but if you have a certain, okay, forget body fat, but we, we know that body fat is associated somewhat to living an unhealthy lifestyle. So let's say if I'm 25% body fat, I'm probably going to have a greater chance of having heart disease, diabetes, joint pain, sleep apnea, low sex drive, you know, negative side effects to that. So let's say if I incentivize through insurance company, right? And I don't even know how this would work, but my insurance is lower because... I'm in better health. It makes complete sense to me. It doesn't make sense to the fast food and sugar industry at all because they want to keep us overweight in the pharmaceutical company. Not all pharmaceuticals, but a pharmaceuticals, lot of them, yeah. yeah, that are um, that are are betting on us to stay unhealthy. Um, for us, it starts at the home. It starts with my wife and I, and really, my wife has been the catalyst for all three of us and she has a um 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 not a degree but she has um she just completed her like her, certificates and different yeah she went through like an intense two-year training for holistic nutrition nice and so she's teaching us a bunch and we go to the farmer's market as, as much as we can and we buy locally grown organic um not even organic, but pasture-raised yeah. food. And not only does it taste better, um, but it, we feel way better when we eat it. It's more nutrient-dense. Absolutely. That's another challenge, too, is they're talking about making enough organic, nutrient-dense food currently with the amount of people we have in our country. They can't, they can't even do it. Can't with keep the, up with, with it. the current system, it's impossible. So I, I know they're starting to develop new methods where as you are bringing it back to um, Zach, Zach yeah. Bush, the soil, like the, the nutrients in the soil, 
the 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 foods that you're eating is dependent on where it's coming from that soil how the animals being treated yep so that's a very much a systemic thing yeah it's it's like the food that hits your plate went through a giant process that if that soil's flawed from the beginning maybe the food that's on your plate isn't so good for you yeah i love this this kind of wave of having your you know a mini farm in your backyard or not a farm but um um like a greenhouse yeah what's that called grant aren't there like people doing that in communities now where you have this little section where you grow everything what's it called like yeah garden yeah yeah backyard garden that's a great idea you can have your lettuce and your tomatoes and my dad grows green beans in the backyard and, and so you can get a lot from the space that you have it just takes some takes some energy it takes some education um but it it can be done and you've driven through la though how in the hell are all those people in skyscrapers there's not enough room to build out so you just build up there's so much cement you can't even access the dirt yeah you know that's all imports for the most part all the food's being imported those are just i mean questions that we're not going to be able to develop the answers here and now but all of these these legs that are branching off of this center point of how do we make humans healthier yeah and have conversations around that yeah not in a judgmental way no not in someone who let's say didn't know how to treat their body in over a couple decades is looking a certain way and feeling a certain way like society shouldn't shun them they still have value one of the tenets of motion though is to realize your greatest potential so i like to focus around that tenet too is it's not that you don't have value it's not that you don't matter it's just if you have if you have any system most people appreciate something that kind of operates at its best right just off the top of my head like this phone right here if the phone was bugged let's say if it if it only worked 90% of the time, you're not, you're going to be able to identify that it's an inefficient kind of ineffective system. Your, your body, your machine, if you're feeling a certain way, maybe it's because your phone's bugged and you're the cause of it. You have to give yourself that baseline opportunity of the right foods, right sleep, some exercise. Yep. And then once you figure that out, yeah. then we can hone in on, wait, actually, maybe something's really wrong. Yeah, maybe we need more protein or there's a hormonal imbalance yeah. or you had trauma in your life and you're carrying this energy inside of you that is that is in your liver. And, and you actually need to go see a therapist or you need to do a plant journey or you need to do something else because physical, you know, we got mental, we got physical we got emotional those are all really important aspects to and spiritual to the human experience they're all linked together all linked together not one is more important than the other and myself i get off balance you know constantly but now i find myself getting less so far off where i'm like oh damn i just ruin this relationship and you know um 
or ruined five relationships and I can't get them back as opposed to like, oh, that person maybe is resenting me about something. I can need to address that. I need to talk to someone about that. I think, I mean, the mental health crisis right now is just out of control. And I think that is a big issue as well. If we can start focusing on like, even like talking about our feelings. Like we don't talk about our feelings. Especially right? as men. Yeah. And, and crying. Like my therapist, our, my wife and I's therapist is that crying is just as important as smiling. Like it, it is. And why aren't we, but we smile a lot more than we cry. And why is that? I think, especially guys, we've been taught to you know hold that in, act tough, go to war every day. Um, no one wants to hear you know your shitty problems, like all that. Yeah, like don't go walking around and being a negative billboard. But like it's okay to say, you know, I'm having a tough time today. Here's what's going on, and then be vulnerable. I got a client that I train that we're we're really vulnerable to each other, and I'm like. He's able to open up to me about what's happening on at work. I'm able to open up as well, and it's just a safe place that we can get really vulnerable. We talk about our wives, talk about our kids, talk about ourselves, how ashamed we are sometimes that we drank too much the night before, and, and I think that's extremely healthy, and we don't do that enough. Now, you have to create a safe space, right, where you can do that because so there, there is no judgment. Um, but I think, I think, and that's what we do at home. We, we, we talk, um, you know, like the kids will come home and, and say, I got an A on a test and we won't say, I'm so proud of you because then that's kind of saying to them, I need to do something for you to feel proud of me. Mm -hmm. We say, how did that feel? Right. And then they go, oh, you know, it felt felt good to get an A. Like, well, why, why did that feel good? Well, because I studied and I worked on it and, you know, we went to tutoring. And like, great job. You did it. You know, like, more, I, I'm not going to be more proud of you if you got an A or an F. Just as long as you've given your most F. I'm always going to be proud of you. But I'm going to, you know, you're going to reward yourself for all that hard work that you did. And so, like, reframing, reframing that, I, I don't know. That's incredible. And I'm sure MB has elements of that too, but I instantly thought of your parents, how you were programmed a certain way to be less judgmental, and now you're passing it on to your kids. Yeah. And that's, that's so crucial. That's so important. Men were, women too, but men especially were programmed in America. I think the world at large too, just you're that masculine figure. No crying. Don't talk about your feelings. Just get it done. Put your head down. And we're far along, but we're not that far along. We're learning these new insights about ourselves in 2022. Like, I know it's been probably a couple decades since people have really thought about it, but what's th that stigma is changing. Like, having open, amazing communication with your partner is what it's all about. Like, we those stories of the man suited up coming home from work back in the fifties and sixties upset. The wife has the food prepared and it's on the table and she's all ditzy and happy and he's kind of solemn and 
that little stereotype. She has her drink for him, right? Yeah. And he just says hi to the kids and then goes and watches TV or he needs to work a little bit more. Yeah. And then the wife looks at the kids like, oh, oh, your dad just has a few more hours, honey, for him to come back, right? There's like more to that story. Yeah. Right? And the wife's working her ass off at home, taking care of the kids, picking up the kids, having to, to navigate them through school and communicating to kids and bullying and all the you know the ins and outs of a relationship of like you know we have a 13 year old and 11 year old like now there's like hormones you know in you know coming into play with my 13 year old and how do you navigate that so that story is so much bigger then the husband comes out and he's had like two drinks now and now we can eat and yeah, that whole stigma. I didn't want to cut you off, but there's like more no. to that. There totally is it. And I think it ties into the communication. Yeah. I don't have kids yet, but you're starting to go through these experiences. And it's weird. Whenever I'm faced with the challenge or someone is describing an experience they're going through, like having kids that I haven't experienced yet. I was like, whoa, like people have been experiencing this since the beginning of time. We make kids, we birth kids, we raise them, and that's been happening since the beginning of time. And all of the problems, all of the challenges, all of the wars, all of the fast food, all of the differences in how we live our lives is how parents kind of affect the next generation. I've been thinking about this a lot, and especially tying it into, in my daily decision-making, what am I doing for myself and what am I doing for my future family? And like having that be present. And that stereotype, even though let's say it might have been a truth at one point, like we're growing. Like I'm, I don't see the world in that pessimistic place. Like I think we're going through growing pains, but we're heading in a good direction. And with all of the, the craziness in the world and going through COVID and then coming out of it and having a war on the other side of the, the world... There's so much chaos in being a human on earth. It's so weird. Like we're sitting here having this conversation, like the ability to think about these things and, and communicate them and try to problem solve and figure out what's best. But we know like in raising kids, it's not a math problem. Like there's different ways to do it. But then there's different patterns of behavior that produce good results and produce healthy kids. But it's a lot though. Like as a parent, does it feel overwhelming sometimes? Like shit, like, wait, I don't even know what I'm doing sometimes. How am I supposed to, <laughs> you know, I it's think hard. Any, I think any parent would say that for sure. It's, it's the, um, it's the most difficult. It's not even a job, right? It's a, it's, um, it's a position that you're put into and it's beautiful um, there's no there's no there's no handbook for it like what my parents did for me you know a lot of things worked but some things didn't and we're doing things a little bit differently with with our children um, and, and and both kids are different 
we're, we're all biologically different. Yeah. Right? Uh, even, well, yeah. But yeah. Even if you come from the same parents, you yeah. come out and you have a different code. So trippy. What are, what are you doing? I wanted to go back. You said that you're, you know, you, you think, okay, is this going to benefit my family? And is this going to benefit me? Like, what are you doing throughout your day when you wake up now that's going to benefit your future family and yeah. you? Oh, well, thanks for asking. It's, um, so I started, I think the beginning of COVID with morning affirmations and I'm not perfect. There's some days where I miss, but as soon as I wake up, I try to recite 10 things that I'm grateful for. It could be the pillow under my head. It could be the water that I'm about to drink, the breakfast that I know is in my fridge that I'm going to make in a couple hours. Um, my family, my wonderful girlfriend, just being alive, just all these different affirmations. I could hear a bird outside and be like, there's a little mini dinosaur outside right now. You're waking up right here. <sighs> waking up on American soil, being being alive in a time where you're able to go to the doctor down the street if you're feeling sick, someone that has dedicated their lives to learning a certain practice to help to help you, like the fact that we're able to sit here and have these conversations on these microphones and put them out on the internet to the world so we can all hopefully connect and try to better one another. So that's the start is I, I really try to program my brain to think that way. But then when it comes to the, the nooks and crannies of reality, much of it being based around money, as you said, even with your main passion is I have to put food in the mouths of my kids for a long time, even since high school and in college, if I'm not enjoying this, this test that I'm studying for, or if I'm going through a difficulty having to give, get up and do a presentation in front of someone, I always try to put meaning behind it that this is making me stronger so I can be a better human being, a better parent to my future kids. And I don't know where it exactly came from, but I just, I'm passionate about producing good humans in the world. So the, the failures that I've had, every experience, like learning different things, I try to never make it too much just about me and kind of like how it's going to build your capacity to be a better human in the future. Because my parents did their best, my grandparents did their best, like analyzing all the social groups that I've been exposed to. No one's perfect, and I think it's important to forgive. But sometimes I think kids raising kids is a dangerous, dangerous combination. And anyone can make kids, right? Anyone could do the action and produce a child. But if society, in my opinion, is so complex now, and there's so many elements that affect your kid's future that if you don't hone in and work on yourself and make sure that, like, I'm going to give it my best shot, then you're going to potentially neg negatively affect your offspring. So I'm very mindful of that. And, and it's weird 
So like, your like mind, mindful is like the first, like almost like the first step. Context. Yeah. Co- context. So living in the moment, I think is amazing too. Don't get me wrong. Like you must live in the moment. And I think there are situations where you should put yourself and your happiness first. But I don't think in the long run, like everything's about patterns. Like everything's at scale. Think of it, how many meals you eat in a day. How many sleeps and waking up you have. All these, everything's at scale. Like there's cert, there's very s- small moments in life where you'll have turning points. But if you're able to consistently create habits that make you feel good about yourself and if you're filtering it through the world's not all about me, like you are potentially going to have a family, you have people you work with, you hopefully have passion for your community and your nation and just wanting to do good for the world. If if you're able to filter your decision-making through that, I I think you can just produce good outcomes without having to try too hard Mm -hmm. because I think about the human brain very much like a computer. It's like, I'm, I know this about myself. Like I'm very like science based and I, I love spirituality. I love certain aspects of religion and God and motivation, but building those new synapses, building your capacity to work out, educating yourself about the foods you should be eating, reflecting how you feel, let's say, when you talk to someone a certain way. And not only did it make them not feel good, but you don't feel good. Like, learning from those mistakes. There's too many times where I've seen adults, like, repeat those same mistakes, and they're caught in a pattern, and you're like, no one's perfect, but how are you repeating these negative things so much in and out? My brother being a drug addict at one point and he's doing great now, but just being observant of what works and what doesn't work, doing your best. Yeah. And just being mindful of things, you know? Yeah. It's a long answer to your question, but because I don't take it lightly, I, I want people to make better decisions for themselves and for their family. Yeah. And when I see, and directly coming from experience, let's say my dad being overweight, me being overweight. Now when I see an obese parent walking with an obese five-year-old, I'm like, your, your five-year-old doesn't have a choice. They're eating what you're putting in front of it. Yeah. And that's... That upset you? It does, but then I try to understand, you know, and not be so brash and not judge because then maybe that person's parent didn't show them the way and... It's just this cycle. And then as we mentioned, the elements of fast food and these societal pressures make it harder on lower-income families to have access to these foods. But I just want want people to do good for themselves, you know? That's the main reason why I started this, was just to have cool conversations, be open-minded. Yeah. And, like, shoot the shit together. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love that. And it ties into what you said, like literally your first response of why you get out of bed at 4 a.m. is your family first. You didn't say yourself, you said your family. Yeah. And individualistic America has kind of programmed us to kind of 
look in almost a little too much sometimes to like put ourselves first when I think sacrifice. Yeah. Sacrifice is forgotten. Yeah. Service, sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it ties into working out being just one element of what I think concocts a healthy human and a healthy mind. Yeah. Pushing ourselves, sitting down all day, exercising only your mind and your fingers. You can't live that. Maybe one day, maybe in like 10,000 years when we, our heads are this big and we're, we've just evolved to become accustomed to that. But for now, our biology tells us, kind of got to go run that mountain more often than you think yep not once a month maybe once a week maybe twice a week yeah once a year you're not going to live long mm-hmm. you know yep not just for your body for your mind yeah how much better do you feel when you're done working out oh my god dude <sighs> that feeling of being stoked to go to motion most of the time but there's some days we're like I took a, it's it's hard like you know it's gonna be hard yeah and sometimes you know it feels a hundred percent maybe you ate something or maybe you had too much coffee maybe you're too sore or you got a cramp or something but I promise you 99% of the time if you show up yep. and put the work in yep. that feeling after yeah is so good that that's that's kind of out of your control. That's some biology going on in your head where you got in the car and drove yourself there and put in the work and then kind of mother nature is taking care of you a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's producing these things for you. If like all of us would just know that 99% of the time you're going to feel better if you do this and everyone just did that. Oh my God. On Friday, I probably like, I don't know, half a bottle of wine and, Two beers, I'm going to be honest. Nice. And I had a great time. Two IPAs and just relaxed with, with the family. Played in the backyard. Jumped on the trampoline. Watching the kids laugh. And B and I connecting. And um, and I didn't want to work out on Saturday morning. I wanted to sleep in. But MB goes, no, I signed you up. You know, Ryan's here. So our business partner, he's here. Back up from San Diego. And... We don't see him much, but he's been back here for the last couple months, and he was teaching this Saturday, so it's a treat whenever he teaches. And uh, she like signed us up for the seven a.m. class. I'm like the very first class, seven a.m. class. <laughs> That's a little early. You Nothing against anybody, yeah. You know, at nine. Yeah, uh, Ryan's uh, great. Ryan's amazing. Yeah, he he's he is awesome. And uh, but I I knew you know taking his class, I'm gonna get a phenomenal workout. It's gonna be great music, great energy. I know I'm gonna feel better after. And, you know, when I got there, people are smiling. They got their bed head. They did the same thing I did. They just got up out of bed and got there. Okay, now that they're there, all right, just start to move a little bit. Right? I don't feel good right now. My joints may feel a little tight. I may f- feel a little inflamed from the night, but me personally, from the <laughs> night before. All right, that one push-up, you know, the five push-ups feels like 50. Um, but, like, I'd probably say, like, a good, maybe like less than halfway through the world, I fucking felt great. You're high-fiving people. You know, someone else is pushing me. You know, say, come on, Scott, let's go. Let's go run down the street and come back. Right, and just that sense of community. My wife and I are laughing. I'm flirting with her a little bit. <laughs> like, there's just so many things that are coming out of 
going to get a workout in. And that feeling that you have after, like, okay, I got all the bugs out. My mind feels more clear. I feel more aware and sharp, you know. Dopamine now is racing through and serotonin, and I feel alive again. And it's just, Yeah, just an, an amazing feeling when you're done working out. Any kind of workout, right? Martial arts, running a hill, doing a class, maybe, uh, you know, hot yoga. But yeah. that feeling that you get after you're done working out, it's like taking a drug and being at a festival. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but not having no come down. Yeah. Besides, if you're a little hungover working out, sometimes you're like, oh, definitely wasn't 100% for that workout. No, but after you just feel better. Yeah. Right? And it's a combination. It's you feel better from the fact that you know like you went and worked out yep. and kind of that's the emotional appeal. Yeah. It's kind of like it's okay to pat yourself on the back a little bit. You uh -huh. just did something that, yeah, you and 60 others did, but majority of people are still sleeping in. And that's okay. Give yourself a little pat on the back. But then on top of that, you just biochemically kickstarted your machine. Yep. And it's going to reward you with these feel-good chemicals. That's right. It's a great feeling. And it's not a pill. It's not like, oh, you, you feel poor. Here's a pill to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. You're like, no, like this community, this music, that's what can make you feel better sometimes. That's right. Do you ever think about with electronic music and the BPM, how it kind of replicates your heartbeat. Have you ever thought of that? Uh-uh. But there's so got to be something in there. Even think of like your heart's constantly pumping. There's literally a BPM since the day you're born that mm -hmm. even, even though you can't always hear your heartbeat, sometimes you can, let's say if you're out of breath or if you put your head on your pillow and you can hear it. But there's this constant surge of din 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 And if you hear a good beat, like ah, oh, that's that's a good heartbeat sound. Uh huh. Like the hairs on your arms yeah. raise oh, up. And when you get chills from hearing music, that's when any hater I've ever heard talk bad about electronic music. Actually, my uncle he um he's like a banjo player, a bass player, old school, right? And even though he's heavily into that old school music, rockabilly type stuff. We had a conversation once, and he was curious about why my brother and I were passionate about electronic music. Yep. And he asked a question. He's like, has it ever given you chills, the music you listen to? I'm like, oh, all the time. He's like, oh, I can't say anything bad about it. Uh-huh. Like, that, that's you. That was it, yeah. Like, my music gives me chills. Yep. But instead of instantly judging it, like, my dad loves to... That ELM stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a multi-level marketing company yeah, or something yeah, or new. Exactly. But... That heartbeat, like that BPM, just some people talk crap on it and say it's too repetitive and it's just dun, 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 dun. or it's noisy to them. Or, yeah, yeah, I love it. Just I love that it too. background music. Yeah. And well, then you put some type of melodical voice behind it and then the music kind of goes away and comes back in just like heavy that like, I mean, Illinium, Seven Lions that just, oh, yeah. They make you cry and then make your head bang at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I guess it's the same thing like our parents when they you know, were at Woodstock or listening to Led Zeppelin, they got, they, they felt something really deep. That's how, yeah, that's how I feel about electronic music for sure. Hell yeah. And that notion in motion is 
is definitely there. Oh, I mean, it's literally, you know, you're going to get a workout, but it's also like a mini rave sometimes. Totally. And when you guys throw dubstep, I get so stoked. I'll play more dubstep. When you come out, I'll play more dubstep. I haven't played <laughs> dubstep in a while. But, but see, that's the, I'm one of 60, let's say. Majority of people. Okay, so uh, Michelle. Yep. She she loves EDM, but like dubstep, she calls it like alien noises. Yeah, it's... Just, it's she, she's like, oh my God, how can you listen to that? It's like Transformer-ish kind of. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm... I love it. You love that, yeah. My younger brother, have you heard of Void, Sudden Death? Oh, yeah. That's S-V-D-D. like the... S-V-D-D? Yes, the heaviest dubstep, right? Uh-huh. He has the uh, the Void... Skull or the... the... The horns. He got it tattooed on him. That's how diehard fan he is. Is he at the front holding onto the railings and... I, uh, I don't think he's ever the at the there. rail. Um, <laughs> just because he likes a little bit more space to headbang. <laughs> but him and I both like catch us at a red light blasting void and sudden death and most people are going to be like holy hell what is that psycho listening to yep like imagine if you ever played uh like sudden death for george washington like one pull out an iphone and show him like listen to the sound that can come out of this phone it would be something like he would be wait can't comprehend that yeah like like aliens are here uh-huh. This is the devil. Most people at that time, that's the devil's music. Yeah. Even Michelle will say that's still the devil's music. <laughs> Maybe there's a little devil in there. There's a little angel, a little yeah. devil. You need both. Yeah. But, dude, if you play dubstep, that would be you. sick. There's so many times where you're, you're dead, and you guys will time it to the beat, too. So you'll get, uh-huh. like, some sort of movement started when the beat drops, which is great. I find myself doing that at the regular gym all the time when I'm weight training. Either like rewinding it or... And you'll pick it up when the beat hits. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. And, you, and you go with it. Yep. Music will push you. It'll, it's so it'll, helpful. It'll get a little extra gas out of your tank. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And anything. If you're playing basketball... Like I used to play um, hockey or put headphones in and just I'd flow better with mm-hmm. when I'm playing or before, you know, when you're in the locker room playing some music and getting you fired up. It's It's a big part, man. Yeah. Big part. And if you got speakers and one or two subs in there and you're just like <laughs> for sure. Oh, your guys' sound system's killer. That feeling. Thank you, you literally hear the boom, boom, boom as you're walking up. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. Doors yeah. open sometimes and literally steam com- comes out. There's human sweat caked on every wall inside there. And that's how you know it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. When you yeah, walk yeah. in and it's fifteen, twenty degrees warmer. I love it. Everyone's sweats all mixed it. in. You've got this like air cocktail. They're shaking their head hoping as they're leaving class. Hoping everyone's clean in there and smelling decent. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some aren't, but whatever. It's all good. Yeah, man. It's part of putting in the work. Uh-huh. But uh, what's the future of of motion? Do you have any recent or upcoming plans that people can look forward to? Yeah. What's going down? So motion for... Um, uh, for, for everyone that's involved, Motion is a, is a place that, um, it's a safe place where people can come and change. So they can get healthier physically. They can um, build a community which is going to help them, you know, mentally, right? They're going to meet a new friend. There's so many people at Motion that have become friends or best friends just by meeting themselves there. I met my wife at the first gym that I owned. No shit. She was a client 
Then she became a trainer. We got to know each other. I got to see how she interacted with people and 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 see who she was, see who she was as a mom. And as soon as she became single, I just okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and she was like, "Oh, hold on a sec, hold on a sec, let me." You know, you were determined. Oh man, I wouldn't let wasn't gonna let her go. <laughs> um, um, you know, my business partner, his girlfriend is is a workout. You know, fiend. Um, our trainer, she met somebody. And so our, our our philosophy is, you know, like if you if you really, really find somebody that you connect with, right, then you know, don't be scared of that. Like, go for it. Um, I don't even know where the question was you asked, but. No, no, motion. you're good. So, like, what's coming up recently with motion? Yeah. And, I mean, that's beautiful what you're saying is just not, it's more than just the workout. And I can attest to this, that the community feel in there, the people it's just a good place to put in work. You guys even call, you have call to actions mid-class that are like, hey, if you don't know the person next to you, say what's up or give them knuckles because everyone's in there struggling together. That's right. And yeah, this thought of the community-based approach, there's something old school and tribal about yeah. it, like going to war together in the room because we don't have that war with our neighbors anymore we're now replicating those those ancestral elements of you're going to go in here together and you're going to have a strategized push. All of these different movements that you guys have programmed and you guys are our leaders, like our tribal leaders in there. And you facilitate this mini war mm -hmm. with the weights, with the treadmills. Yeah. And it just, it builds your capacity to be a better human. Yeah, all around, I agree. So I'm so stoked when I hear that you guys are about to be in business five years. Yeah. And you're making these expansion moves. Yeah. Because me as a consumer of your product and service, I can get behind it so much because I know the feeling directly plugged in. Mm -hmm. That if that ecosystem can now spread legs and give other communities that same feeling and that same vibe. That is part of making the world a better place and making yeah. our country a better place. That's beautiful. Yeah. So. I mean, our goal is to go everywhere. Yeah. To go to every city in the world. Our goal is to expand as far as we can. We want to go to New York. We want to go to Austin. We want to go to Vegas. We want to go to Utah. We want to go to San Diego, Los Angeles. All around. We believe our product can be put anywhere. Maybe the square footage will change and not really the type of music that's going to kind of be staple. The EDM, hip-hop, house music, you know, top 40 sing-along. That's going to kind of always be our, our staple. But um, I don't know if we'd work in, you know, in... Nebraska, where there's Dallas, no farmers. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Might I mean, Dallas little, will work. Might have to hit a little country. Yeah, maybe. A little country in there. Uh huh. But that's Florida Georgia Lions in there. That's but. cool, though, because if you're if you're sourcing local trainers, let's say that are plugged into their communities yeah. and have a feel for the music that's played at the bars and all of that, they can kind of mix. Mix it. Okay, like motion, almost in like a franchise way of thinking about it. We have these baseline elements yeah. that are must haves. Yeah if you're going to represent the brand, but like as an individual, 
can DJ it up. Yeah. Play what you know the community I don't is. know how the hell you can DJ country in there or how you can. <laughs> Diplo's but doing maybe, it. Diplo's yeah, doing it. He, well, if we can get Diplo to come, Diplo, yeah. come play at Motion, man. We'd love to have you. We know that you can mix any kind of music. Um, but yeah, and our goal is to expand, and our goal is to have as many people experience this feel-good way of getting in shape, getting healthy. So, yeah, we got New York in, in the horizon um, and, a, and a few other places, you know, nothing set in stone, but. Um, but more news to come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You guys recently just revamped your website, right? Yeah. So we'll yep. throw that up. You guys yep. have a kick-ass promo video that does give like a good snapshot into action, the movements yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And then Thanks on social. On that one. Who is it? Joe and Laysla with nice. LC. Yeah. Shout out. They hooked it up. They did a great job. And then we'll plug your social media down below too. Yeah, great, man. Um, but you guys have great content on there too. I think, what was it, a couple years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, you guys had that cool little promo video where you described like the tenants and um, it, it's a really well done video and it shows the inside of the Irvine location. Yeah. But I highly recommend, guys, if you're out there in the local community, I'm in Anaheim currently and i still commute over to irvine just because it's worth it um go give it a, a try do you guys still have the two free classes for your first sign up yeah two okay. free come on in literally take anybody's class we have mm -hmm. nine classes a day five thirty in the morning all the way to six thirty at night you're gonna get the same experience just a little different personality with the trainers but the workouts are gonna be top notch trainers spend hours each trainer designs one whole week so this week is joe and he spends, I mean, we spend a good five, six, seven hours. Yeah. So if Joe's programming athletic conditioning, That's it's going to be insane. Oh, yeah. He's on Thursdays. Oh, yeah. You're going to burn a lot of calories. You're going to leave there. God. Not being but able it's to talk. Good. Uh -huh. It's such a good feeling. And it's all different shapes, sizes, ages, ailments, whatever you want to call it. Everyone's got different body types and 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 they can still do this workout if you're not sprinting at level 12 on the treadmill then you're power walking at level three but you're just as praised as the person that's sprinting at 12 so it's like it's just for everybody man for sure it's a whole you, you guys leave that that room in there to where you have the workout but the reps the time you don't have to always feel like you have to do exactly what the person next no, to you is no doing. Way. It's focus on the movement, the form, do your best, know that you're going each station with your group. Yep. And no matter what you look like, get in there and start. And a beautiful feeling is building your capacity. And you know, motion day number five, your fifth workout was easier than one. The 20th will be easier than the fifth. Yep. You see physical changes over time. And it's a win-win. And don't stop. No. Don't stop. Take a mini break. That's fine. Take a few days off, recover, but don't stop. Yeah. Well, it's like diet. You can't exercise and diet shouldn't be short-term. It's not a fad, right? It's, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Same thing with relationships. Like, are you going to stop dating Michelle once you guys are married? No. I hope. Yeah, right. No. right? Michelle's going to go like, what happened? Same thing with my wife. Like, if I stop dating her, someone else is going to date her. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Got to keep it fresh. Yeah. Don't. Stick to the basics and, and, and don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. It's going to be the line on Instagram. <laughs> don't Music quit. Music community. Don't quit. Yeah.
All right, Scott. Thank you for coming, man. I really appreciate it. That was fun. That was awesome, man. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, you guys, with that being said, talking goes a long way, and we'll catch you next time.